1: The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew at Washington. President Biden told Poland's president, your freedom is ours as he wraps up a four-day trip to Europe today. At
3: the presidential palace in Warsaw, as shelling was going on in neighboring Ukraine, Biden assured President Andrei Duda that the U.S. and other NATO allies would come to the aid of their country if Russia should attack.
0: America's ability to meet its role in other parts of the world rests upon a united Europe to
4: secure
3: Europe. Biden also met separately with refugees pleading for help. The U.S. has been sending money and supplies. This week, he announced a billion in additional aid and said the U.S. would accept up to 100,000 refugees. I'm Julie Walker.
2: Meanwhile, President Biden is now addressing people in Poland the final day of his trip there. This is SRN News.
1: Who will be Minnesota's next AG? Come support the future of our state at the Minnesota Leadership Forum on Thursday the 31st. Leading conservative candidates running for attorney general will debate hot topics like rampant crime and cracking down on sanctuary cities. A straw poll will be taken while Liz Collin of Alpha News moderates the evening. Support the future of Minnesota and defend our conservative values. Reserve your seat now at am1280thepatriot.com.
2: AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And we have a special guest coming to town. Details soon. Join our fan club at am1280thepatriot.com to keep up with the latest news with our big announcement coming soon. Taking a look at your weather for today, sunny and high of 32. Tomorrow, sunny, high of, well, 32. The Narn with Mitchburg is next right here on The Patriot. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, Shot In shotinthedark.info. My game to bring you the truth as only we at the Northern Alliance can bring it. We being in this case myself. Jack Tomzak, the new guy, coming up at 3 o'clock, 3 to 5 here on AM 1280. Brad Carlson tomorrow. 1 to 3 every Sunday, the closer edition of the Northern Alliance, every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. And, of course, King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 a.m. on her sister station, a.m. 1440. The businessman. Together, we've been doing this for 18 years. We dominate Twin Cities media. There's really no way to sugarcoat that. Twin Cities media, I'd say stuff up your game, but that train left the station. So, 651-289-4488, the number to call had to check myself make sure I wasn't giving out my personal cell phone number there. Boy, that would be a cheesy attempt, wouldn't it? No, no. That's uh, 651-289-4488 the number to call. Uh, speaking of trains leaving the stations, it it was interesting this past week as you know. This broadcast has been on the air since long before the the before the the Metro Blue Line was running. The Ventura trolley from downtown Minneapolis to the airport uh started running about a year after the show went off, went on the air. I remember it starting in June of 20, uh, 2005. And I remember, cause I was working actually in a building on the Nicollet Avenue station you know, on the blue line. And I remember when that started with great fanfare, uh, 17 years ago, before the years of carnage and the years of cost overruns and all that, and by the way, the blue line in retrospect, uh, looked like a, a little bit of, of relative sanity, Fiscally speaking, socially speaking, because, of course, that route to build the blue line down had been cleared in the 1960s. People had literally been waiting for 40 years for that train to get built. I mean, if you're wondering why there were never any businesses, never anything interesting going on up and down Hiawatha Avenue in the 1970s and the 1980s. And I do remember wondering that when I first moved to well the hiawatha area back in 1985 I thought why wow, there's just a lot of empty space out here for the middle of a of a big thriving city which minneapolis was at the time I, and I eventually realized oh yeah back in the 60s when they first started planning for a train line to connect downtown and the airport at a time when people commuting downtown was still how most people worked. They went through and declared eminent domain and, and, and chopped down a whole bunch of those buildings down there just to make sure there's going to be room to put a train. You know, it took them 35, 40 years to get it done, but what's, what's a few decades and billions of dollars uh, among friends? Well, it's actually only, only $700 million it took to build the Blue Line when it was finally built, not counting all the land clearance 40 years earlier at 1960s prices, or it looks like a relative bargain. Compared to the other trains, Uh, when I say other trains, the Vomit Comet, my beloved green line from uh, between the downtowns, the one I rode to work pretty much every morning for a year and a half, uh, ending almost three years ago. Hard to believe it's been almost that long since I've had to ride the Vomit Comet uh, to get to work. That went almost twice as much uh, money for about three quarters, two thirds as much train. Uh, but, of course, they had to drill it right down the middle of University Avenue and take a good chunk of the neighborhood with it and jack up the crime rates and everything. That's fine. It's well, it's not fine. It was terrible. It was it was a calamity from which University Avenue really hasn't recovered. And in fact, I I would bet you dimes to dollars that having a train running up and down the street is one of the reasons that 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 part of St. Paul, the Snelligan University neighborhood, got hit in the riots like it did. I, I'm going to wager dimes to dollars that it was people looking to protest that, uh, or excuse me, be mostly peacefully protest and maybe occasionally burn things down, uh, taking the train from Minneapolis that, that caused at least a fair chunk of the problem, as they have been causing a fair chunk of the crime, ever since that train first rolled out in June of 2014, almost eight years ago. It's hard to believe, but that, that's that's it. And uh, by the way, we're approaching my official holiday here in the uh, state of Minnesota. the 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 official holiday that I have declared in June. I believe it's June 21st, which will be the uh, 18th 18th anniversary of the 17th anniversary of the first day of the Blue Line. I I call it Transit Remembrance Day, where that's where we remember the the people who have been killed by mass transit. Here in the Twin Cities by by the three rail lines that currently exist, the uh, the red, green and uh, red, green, um, the Venturi the, the trolley, the Vomit Comet. And of course, the, the North Star, which has five bodies on it as well. I mean, it, it's killed five people, even though it runs only, what, 12 times a day at best. It's still got a death toll. And of course, the the green line running as it does down a busy street has, I think, up into double digits so far. The blue line has been going for longer. I think it's up in double digits as well. i have to look up the numbers because the death toll was worse than even I had thought after after 16, 15 years uh, at that time. Uh, We have another Transit Memorial Day coming up here in just a couple months here. We'll be observing that on this broadcast here. But let's not talk about money. In fact, if you're the Met Council, you want us not to talk about money because while the blue line... Cost seven hundred million dollars seventeen years ago, and the Green Line cost one point four billion dollars. That's just construction costs, mind you, not operating costs. All of these lines operate in the red, cons- uh, way in the red, as we have discussed with Senator Dave Osmek since time immemorial on this show, over ten years now. We've every year or so we get together and go over the Met, tra- met Council's numbers, and show how deeply, irredeemably in the hole these rail lines are i mean they they make back half of their operating costs on fares which means the taxpayer is paying for the rest of it that doesn't even count the servicing of the construction bonds which is going to be decades of loan payments i mean imagine buying a car and that car costing twice as much as you thought it was going to cost but you take out the loan anyway that's what we did uh 50% 50% more in the case of the Green Line. Over double in the case of the Southwest Light Transit Rail Line, which we've talked about in recent weeks on this show, the line connecting downtown Minneapolis with the far southwest suburbs, Eden Prairie, I think, maybe maybe gets almost as far as Shakopee, I think. I don't know. Once it gets west of Lindale, it might as well be South Dakota to me. But this trade, as, as has actually started to get a bit of media attention lately, the, the Southwest Light Rail Line is bleeding money. It's years behind schedule. It is running into engineering problems because the people of Kenwood, uh, along the Kenilworth Trail, and you hear bike trails named Kenilworth, you just know that there is big money in the neighborhood, don't you? We're talking big money NIMBYs, people you know, not in my backyards, who did not want, who who love, they vote VF, DFL, DFL, and they love the idea of putting the proles on trains so they're not on their cars uh, so they can virtue signal about climate change. They can virtue signal about making the Twin Cities first class cities, which to them means they have trains. Because that's what defines a first class city to a progressive is do you have 1855's finest urban transit system? That's it. There's no other way to look. at Anyway, anyway, I digress. The, the NIMBYs in Kenwood, along the Kendallworth Trail, did not want, While they want the train, and they want other people to be riding that train. They don't want it in their backyards. So they had to shunt the the, the train off under a, a, build a tunnel through ground that was not designed by God above to be tunneled through. And they had to run it next to a condo, a former grain elevator that's not a condo unit. You heard me right, a grain uh, elevator that's now a condo. And apparently it's causing trouble there. Now, the news came out last week that the, the construction cuts a little too close and that it's flooding the, the basement of this private property. Oh, well, a few more hundred million dollars worth of remediation there that they nobody had planned on. And it's not in anyone's backyard anymore because, well, there's a few more hundred million dollars of your taxpayer money that is going to go to fixing someone else's mistake. So this line is going to wind up. Currently, it's in the low two billions of dollars. Naturally, it's it's a hundred percent over budget, and as I said, years behind schedule. You read it first here. You are. I, I will just say it right now, without much fear of being wrong in the long term. This Southwest Light Rail, I think they're going to call it the Red Line eventually, is going to run over three billion dollars, and it is going to fail. I mean, if they ever open it if they ever open because the the engineering problems that they are running into building this tunnel to satisfy the wealthy DFL oriented highly privileged NIMBYs of Kenwood is going to wind up being unsustainable an engineering boondoggle something that's going to require immense intense long-term maintenance and eventually make this line even more expensive than it already is in terms of just Day-to-day, year-to-year operating costs, flooding, things collapsing, things needing to be re-engineered and shored up, meaning, meaning, meaning months, maybe years of downtime on the line after its commissioned and formally, quote, put into service, end quote. Which means, by the way, those of you who said we should have had a bus line are going to get your wish eventually, but not without paying almost $3 billion, I predict without much fear of contradiction, without much fear of being proven wrong in the long term, I predict this is going to be a $3 billion project with a B, with a B. So, clearly, I come here not to praise mass transit, but to bury it. But I don't want to talk about money today. I want to talk about sociology on the train, It came up this past week. Actually, it came up from a quarter that I would have not thought of because had a conservative columnist like me, a conservative blogger, a conservative observer of society like myself, which is what I am, by the way, observer of society, of the media, of our culture, of our politics, I observe. I observe and I report because that's all I'm qualified to do, quite frankly. That's what I do. And if someone like me had gone on a train, as i did by the way for three uh, for a year and a half every morning on the way to work every night on the way home cuz it was cheaper than parking and uh, make observations about life on the train you'd think well that's that's dog bites man what you it's not news conservative riffing on uh, a big statist interventionist social experiment like mass transit is dog bites man it's exactly what you expect it's not news and you're right But you have someone from the other side dinging on the train, or at least pointing out its very considerable social warts. That's what we in the news business that I used to be in call man bites dog. Something you don't see every day. And we'll talk about that when we come back. 651 289 4488, the number to call. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back.
3: Want a place where your child learns to form their own opinions, seek the truth, and see the world through God's prism? At Liberty Classical Academy, love of God and country is not controversial. They teach the foundational principles of Western civilization, including the U.S. Constitution. They're raising up the next generation of responsible citizens this country needs. Discover how your child can begin a life that inspires at the K-12 Open House on March 31st. Register today at libertyclassicalacademy.org. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top
5: of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. The prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free get Upside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to $0.25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now.
1: Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to $0.25 a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code PIPE for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to $0.50 a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code PIPE for up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code PIPE. You want
0: to feel important.
5: You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things.
0: You want to feel like you belong.
5: We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it.
0: We aren't just Army National Guard
5: soldiers, we are normal people just like you. But our part time service in the Army National Guard means we get to be more.
0: When our communities are in need, We get the chance to stand up and do something about it.
5: We get to serve in our own region and help the people we call neighbors.
0: From the lakeshores of Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota.
5: The fertile fields of Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa to the wide open plains of North and South Dakota.
0: We are here for our hometowns.
5: And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more.
2: Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National
0: Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion. Birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group.
2: AM 1280. AM 1280, the Patriot. There we go. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me. More on the music front in a moment here. Lots of fun stuff coming up here. Hey, when you're in the news media, you observe rule. you got six things you try to tell people, and uh, that's not one of them. No, it's uh, the rules are you want to tell people the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Of a story.
4: Stand in the fire.
2: fire. Because that's what people need to know about a news story, about anything you're trying to tell them. Who did it? What happened? Where did it happen? Why did it happen? How did it happen? When did it happen? Tell people those six things about a news story. Now, I've got a story coming up here right now that I can't tell you anything about, but it's going to be huge. It's an event. One of our station events that we love. That's the what. It's a station event. I can tell you that much. It's coming up soon. When? I can't tell you. Who's it with? Still can't tell you. Where? Where is it? Well, it's west of Lindell Avenue. I can tell you that much. But that's it. That's all I can tell you. We have an event coming up soon, somewhere west of Lindell Avenue, about, I can't tell you what it's about. I can't give you the date, so the who, I can't tell you. The what, it's an event, a station event. The when, I can't tell you, but it's not too far away. The where, west of Lindale Avenue. The why, because this is going to be an awesome guest. I can give you that much. It's a station guest who is going to make your life so much more interesting, and you're going to be so glad you went. The, The why, we got that. The how, we'll get to that sometime starting Monday. We can tell you the who, what, where, and where, why, and how then. Right now, all I can tell you is it's going to be west of Lindale and you're going to be glad you went. You're going to have to trust me on this. Other than that, it's a station event west of Lindale and you will be so much happier you went to uh, after you went to it. Whatever it is. Whoever it's with. Whatever and wherever it happens. You're going to have to run with me on this one here. Okay, folks? <laughs> More on Monday here on AM of The Patriot. So, I hope my first editor is hearing that. Anyway, uh, so we were talking about the ongoing, ongoing, I I was about to say fraud. It's not really fraud, really, in the legal sense of the term, although it's fair to say that mass transit has been misrepresented to people in the Twin Cities. Really, any city outside of New York, Boston, maybe, maybe, maybe Washington, D.C., and even there, Uh, It's where it may not have been misrepresented, it's been executed very poorly. But, Mitch, the metro line is awesome. Well, it was pretty awesome 30 years ago, 40 years ago when they first commissioned it. It was a pretty awesome, slick-looking train. Of course, the inevitable results of of the inflation of government services, the cost of government services rising faster than the the consumer inflation rate everywhere – and the fact that to make up for that, the Metro D.C. Transit Authority deferred decades worth of maintenance on the Metro line in uh, Washington, D.C., which used to be the showcase of modern American mass transit and is now just as big a disaster as the subway lines in Boston uh, have been uh, for years. As the some of the lines in New York are becoming, as the BART in San Francisco has been for quite some time, the fundamental rules of economics still apply wherever you are. But I want to like I said before the break, I don't want to talk about economics with uh, looking our trains right now, not this time. We'll, we'll come back to that soon. We will come back to it over and over and over and over if I am still alive by the time the Southwest Light Rail actually rolls its first train down the tracks, which it's entirely possible I won't be. That's even if I live 20, 30 more years, 40 more years. God only knows. I want to talk a little bit about the sociology of the choo-choo train and how it comes to us today from a different source than we might have expected. Dare I say a source that could be described as man bites dog. Someone who, And by the way, I say that with all due respect to the source involved. It's a fellow named Fred Mello. Fred Mello, M-E-L-O, not Mello as in dude. No, Mello as in M-E-L-O. Frederick Mello, he's a reporter for the Pioneer Press. Uh, and he's a good reporter. I I've, I don't often give spiffs and compliments to mainstream media, but to Fred Mello, I will. He's a good reporter. He's what we, for the most part, what we used to call a good old fashioned street reporter who doesn't. I, I suspect I know what his politics is, but uh, what his politics are, rather, but he doesn't beat me over the head with them every time I read his stuff. He has actually endeavored to cover Republican politics fairly and done this with me personally. So I will just put it out there that whatever his personal politics are, they affect his coverage. Less than many reporters allow their politics to affect their coverage. Excuse me. I got a cough. NPR, (coughs) National Public Radio, National Public Radio. Oh, sorry. I had to cough there. So uh, Fred Mello. Took a ride on the Vomit Comet to, uh, this past week. Well, no, the Green Line. Sorry, it's still called the Green Line technically. And I got to hand it to Fred; he's done the unthinkable for a Twin Cities mainstream media figure. He actually reported on the actual state of life on the Vomit Comet, aka the Green Line. And it was funny. Fred's a funny guy, actually. I mean, the guy, I, he, he his social media, I mean, his work on the Pioneer Press is typical newsprint journalism. He's good. He's good. Uh, good writer, good reporter, good journalist. Uh, and you don't hear me say that every day now, do you? No, you do not. His Twitter feed is fun to read. First of all, he's got some of the best insights on political life in St. Paul there are, and his insights on the vomit comet this past week were well on on point. Quote, and he he had a picture, he, he had a photo on this tweet, looking forward through I presumably forward, looking down the train uh, to the other end of a railroad car, and there's a couple gentlemen sitting in the corner smoking something. He could be they could be smoking that which Humphrey Bogart famously smoked in all of his movies the common cigarette, they could be smoking that which Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg and Dave Matthews famously smoke all the time. I don't know. Uh, not not tobacco, not cigarettes, something else that people smoke that we do not glorify here on Salem Radio. But uh, they're smoking something, whatever it is. One of the things that's supposed to be uh, – Common sense truism on metro on transit of all kinds in enclosed spaces of all kinds in public is no smoking. I mean that's been pretty much the, the 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 coin of the realm socially speaking for the last I don't know sixteen seventeen years now since most smoking was banned indoors uh, in Minneapolis and Saint Paul back then and. The best of my recollection, it was always banned on mass transit in the Twin Cities. When I first moved to the Twin Cities in 1985, you weren't supposed to be smoking on the Metro Transit buses. And by the way, I have very little memory in all my years in the Twin Cities, some of which were spent riding buses and trains, of people doing it then. Now, drinking, yes. Yes. All kinds of people drinking on the train. You get on a train at seven a.m. You get on the vomit comet at Hamlin and University or Snelling and University at seven in the morning. You're entirely likely to kick an empty vodka bottle past someone who's passed out on one of the on one of the benches because, of course, the the train is also used as an overnight homeless shelter by social services in both cities. It's a way to get forty minutes of sleep if you're homeless. It's a good way to. Get 40 minutes of sleep and finish off a bottle of Dean Phillips vodka. And sometimes I will say it's a good place to take care of whatever nature asks you to take care of. I found out one morning as I stepped in a puddle on the green line, thankfully wearing my really good watertight boots in the dead of winter and realized, oh, that's not apple juice down there. It didn't smell like apple juice on second uh, on second blush, if you will. I think I've been oblique and yet fully descriptive. G-Money, do we, do we have a, a vote on that? Have I described the situation amply and, and, and adequately? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm there. I think okay, I'm there. Okay, very good. You Thank you very much. Set the scene. <laughs> set the scene. Anyway, so that's not unheard of on the train. And yet in all these years of, of riding every which kind of mass transit you can think of, buses, trains, trains, buses mass transit of all kinds in the twin cities i don't recall seeing a lot of people smoking yet fred Mello found him and he wrote a tweet which caught the attention of quite a number of people this past week he, he wrote uh, along with the photo of the gentleman smoking something on the other end of the train he said quote i need to take up day drinking and marriage juana oh it was weed oh so He did say marijuana so he can fit in with the cool kids on the train sitting in a cloud of smoke so thick at 1155 a.m. that one guy without a mask can't stop coughing and now my throat's burning. That's the good stuff right there. (laughs) And this caught the attention of quite a number of observers, myself included. I mean, the Twin Cities media other than the occasional bit of coverage about particularly rampant street crime, like robbings, robberies, muggings, stabbings, shootings that happen on and about train stations, which, by the way, happen with depressing regularity, especially in the summer, but really year-round. In fact, I don't know, my, my kids had the good bad fortune to witness a shooting, uh, along the train tracks a few years back down on Prior in university, and uh, it's, it's not nearly as rare as you might think. But we're talking among the pettiest of all crimes here, smoking on a train. And, and this is a question, this brings up a question that I've been wanting to ask Twin Cities progressives and the Karen community for quite some time, which we'll get to right after this. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
5: At all, but your dreams must not be
0: so old. i
3: Cultural Marxism is spreading like wildfire in America. It shows up in everything from critical race theory to the LGBT movement to cancel culture. But did you know that this so-called woke ideology is also flooding into the church? Decide
1: not to be content with merely being a non-racist. Will you decide to make the shift to anti-racism?
3: The brand-new documentary, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, exposes the infiltration of Bible-believing churches and denominations by an anti-God, anti-gospel agenda. From George Soros giving money to Campus Crusade to the Southern Baptist Convention's recent flirtation with critical race theory, you will discover how this false ideology is being smuggled into the evangelical church and how the left is stealing your church. Stream it now for $9.99 or get the DVD for $12.99. Watch on your phone, tablet, or TV. Go to SalemNow.com or look for the Salem Now app.
0: Give me your computer.
1: Hi, this is Randy with RB's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a
2: network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We
1: are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But
2: because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job and it can actually be fun doing so working for us call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team we can be reached at 763-441-3884 or you can email me randy at rbsmn.com i look forward to hearing from you
0: giving your computer problems the boot rb's computer service
2: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can join us for a night of debate with the leading conservative candidates for Attorney General Thursday, this coming Thursday, March 31st, at Providence Academy in Plymouth. You'll be hearing from Tad Jude, Lynn Torgerson, Jim Schultz, Doug Wardlaw. Evenings will be moderated by Liz Collin from Alpha News. And a straw poll will also be conducted, so you get to actually vote and, and get your voice heard before the actual election. Invite a friend, reserve your seats at AM12A, the Patriot Dickham. Oh, yeah, you've got to reserve your seats. Can't make it in person, we'll be recording the whole thing live on the Patriot, streaming with a free app. Plus, Jack, uh, Brad, and I will all be broadcasting the pre- and post-game shows. So, jump around, get out there. Thursday night, Providence Academy. That's what we'll be doing. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the page at 651-289-4488. And if you don't like talking on the phone, you can join us so many other ways. For starters, right now, even as I speak, we are live. On our Facebook uh, fan page, streaming video live for, for now. By the way, uh, big shout out to Gary from War Road. War Road back in the house here. Gary's a regular listener up there. Great to have you watching on the video stream. Uh, that's uh, we're by the way, if you're watching the video stream, say hi in the comment section. Love to hear who tunes up for the uh, tunes in for the uh, video stream there as well. Uh, you can also join us on Twitter uh, at hashtag NarnShow. That's Twitter. Actually, all of the social media that matter uh twitter gab parlor Miwi, and getter uh we all uh we were on all of the social media that matter just go to hashtag narn show and send us your question we'll uh we'll we'll be uh, available uh operators are standing by all all five of those sites and uh likewise 651-289-4488 the number to call so talking before the break by the way, I hope you can make it out to Province Academy. It's already this Thursday night. Holy cow, that snuck up on me fast. Uh, it's it's already the end of March here, folks, uh, and then April Fool Day's, uh, Fool's Day comes up, and boy, we're gonna have fun with that one today. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna wake up the morning of April Fools and find out that we have a senile president who's uh, gotten us thrown out of Afghanistan and humiliated as a nation, and uh, is basically cuddling up to the Iranians and. Uh, basically piddling all over the Saudis and all the rest of our allies in the Persian Gulf. Go- Wait, this is not all an elaborate April Fool's joke. <laughs> Silly me. Anyway, speaking of April Fool's jokes, we're talking about the uh, Fred Mello's day on the Vomit Comet. And it was, it was a brilliant tweet. <laughs> he said, I'll just uh, set the stage. Took a picture of a couple of guys who we are now informed were... Uh, smoking the wacky tobacco if you will the 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 uh the the ganja if you will uh on the green line train and fred mello reporter from the pioneer press who again is one of the good ones uh says quote i need to take up day drinking and marijuana so i can fit in with the cool kids on the train sitting in a cloud of smoke so thick at before noon that one guy with no mask can't stop coughing and by the way they're they're torching up on the train, but nobody's worried about their masks. Oh, we'll come back to that. They can't stop coughing, and now Fred Mello's throat's burning. That's the good stuff right there. Oh, yeah, if it gets a whole railroad car high, you're, you're getting the good weed here, folks. A friend of my blog who also lives up and down University and, in fact, was one of my occasional uh, partners riding up and down uh, the green line to work when, when she still worked downtown, uh, wrote, quote, I'd rather double-dawn on reminding people why the green line is so awful than be snarky. But with all the urbanists subtweeting Fred Mello's post about smoking and drinking on Light Rail and then having him tweeting that smoking is no big deal, not a safety issue, I kind of want to ask if smokers will be welcome again in bars and restaurants. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, if you're a member of the rest of the Twin Cities media, your response might be, well, if it's mostly smokeless smoke that you're doing in in a bar or restaurant. I mean, remember, this is the state where it's not only has been illegal since 2005, 2006 to smoke in a bar or restaurant. In fact, Minneapolis and St. Paul were two of the cities that took the lead, the quote, lead, end quote, in banning indoor smoking in bars and restaurants, Uh, by the way, in an action that took down... An awful lot of bars and restaurants before it was cool. Back before COVID made it a mass market sport, you had the uh, original Minneapolis-St. Paul Tobacco Ban of, I believe, 2005, which uh, almost took down a bunch, I mean, took down a number of bars, almost took down Keegan's, the home of the Narn. I mean, that was the, the bar where the Narn was born in many ways. Uh, along with Billy's Lighthouse in in uh, out on uh, Lake Minnetonka, which has also disappeared since then, but another whole story. Almost took down Keegan's, took down many excellent bars and restaurants. Anyway, and then it became a statewide ban, and everyone sort of found their own level, and people smoke elsewhere now. It's, okay, fine. That's a, a usurpation of people's freedom that yeah, most of us non-smokers could live with as long as you ignored the whole freedom angle and the whole investment that many bars and restaurants had made in separating their smoking and non-smoking sections ventilation so that non-smokers never had to smell any smoke at all, at all. Which, by the way, was a thing at one point. And, uh, by the way, the, the law also drove a number of those contractors out of business. But whatever, there we are. Now that smoking is apparently acceptable on the Vomit Comet, Why not in bars? Why not any public indoor place? I mean, what we've seen here on the Vomit Comet is that the law only matters if people choose to observe it. And these fellows torching up the the ganja on on the green line, as it were, couldn't be more perfect, could it? The green line and people, people, people torching up going out in a blaze of glory, as it were, were, um, I've got a million of, them. I used to be a music. I'm a musician. I used to hang out with that particular crowd music wise. Uh, so yeah, I mean, million, millions of pseudonyms for, for, for lighting up here folks, letting it blaze. Anyways, I'm not going to go there though, because stoner culture annoys the bejeebers out of me. In fact, I will say this to all my friends in the various legal marijuana and libertarian parties out there. I'm all for decriminalizing marijuana and emptying low-level possession convictions out of our prisons, because boy, there's a lot of violent criminals that need to go to jail that aren't, because the cells are full of people who got busted two years ago for petty distribution. I'm all for legalizing it, as long as we make it legal to, I don't know, squirt stoners in the face with with something, because just, just st- nothing in the world annoys me more than a stoner. I mean, God love all human beings. I, I stoners annoy me for the same reason that sloppy drunk people annoy me. Having worked in bars, uh, I think I could get an amen from an awful lot of people who used to work in bars. That just to get really tired of bar crowd people say, "Hey, I used to be a green, I'm a green beret, and now I'm an undercover narcotics officer." If you worked in a bar, you're smelling what I'm cooking here. I believe, right? Anyway, similar with people who are complete stoners. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Legalize it. It's all good. I I, I won't even demand that. But allowing people to get away with this sort of lawlessness, because there were no consequences. I mean, literally, you can, you can light up on the train. You can drink on the train. As I found out the hard way one morning back in 2018, you can relieve yourself on the train, And there will be no consequences. All of that you can do. Because the powers that be in this city, and and by that I don't mean just the police. I don't just mean the Ramsey County prosecutors. I mean the people who jammed this train down, the upper middle class, representatives of the political class, the Kenwood crowd, the Crocus Hill crowd, the St. Anthony Park crowd. The upper middle class people with the political clout that actually drive DFL, ergo Met Council policy in the Twin Cities, uh, allow it to happen. They don't care if it happens because they're not riding it. They're not the ones riding the train. The last time any member of the political class rode the train, it was June 4th, 2014, the inaugural day on the Vomit Comet. I rode the train, by the way, that day. I took the train from Hamlin Avenue all the way downtown to Union Station because I figured $240 million worth of taxpayers' money went to repairing that station. I might as well get one good look at at it before uh, years of neglect and abuse turned it into another dump as it was before that $240 million got spent on it. It was beautiful. And on the train that day, Especially if you rode a little earlier than I do, you could see Amy Klobuchar, and Al Franken, Betty McCollum, Ilhan Omar. not Ilhan Omar she wasn't a uh, she wasn't in the in the house yet. Maybe she rode the train. I have no idea, but she hadn't been elected yet. But Betty McCollum uh, was there. Al Franken was there. Uh, Tina Smith was there. Governor Dayton rode the train for crying. Al Franken rode the train for crying out loud. And everyone was sitting there smiling, doing their little photo op. And once they got to the end of the line and and were done with the photo op, they were off that train and they jumped into their uh, car with the driver driving them whence they needed to go. And they were out of there. And you've not seen them on the train ever since, and you won't again. But as far as they're concerned, people torching up on the train is just what the rabble do. So, Fred Mello, you're absolutely right. If you were to take up all those pastimes, day drinking, torching up a spliff, you might fit in. And if you try any of this where the political class actually go, where they don't basically expect the rabble to act up, you might not get away with it. Anyway, we will sort that out. I'm glad to sort that out for you. 651-289-4488, the number to call. We'll take a quick break. More to come on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
0: easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation.
1: Call 800-965-1433, 800-965-1433, 800-965-1433.
4: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
1: The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning. If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for the pledge each weekday morning at 730
5: searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk visit crosswalk.com from devotionals to christian living topics movie reviews to marriage and financial articles and so much more the intersection of faith and life crosswalk.com
3: the division of salem media group am
2: 1280 the patriot the northern alliance radio network 651 289 4488, the number to call, should you care to join us. Hey, we've got a 10 day adventure lined up for you. You will remember forever the Stand With Israel tour. It's coming up November 13th, uh, no, no, November 30th through December 9th. You can explore over 40 iconic sites, including the Galilee region, the Jordan River Valley, Jerusalem, and more, while getting expert insight on the land and historic locations. You'll be joined by Dinesh D'Souza and Sebastian Gorka, who will be broadcasting live on the trip and making sure that this trip is worth every penny and will be the most memorable and special trip of your life. Get on the hookup. Just get it. Hey, register today. See the full itinerary. am12atthepatriot.com. Do it. Do it now. 651 289 the number to call, uh, should you care to join me. You can also join me via Twitter, Gab, Parley, MeWe, and Getter. Hashtag Narn Show. That is N-A-R-N Show, Narn Show, uh, short for Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's been our hashtag for well, over a decade now, and it will continue to be so. I, I mean, why not? <laughs> you catch something that it works, uh, run with it. Anyway, so it's fully possible to ride the Vomit Comet yeah, through St. Paul, uh, smoking weed, uh, drinking, relieving yourself. Doing God knows what. I mean, I've heard every possible perversion of human behavior on the train. You can assault people and and even chance you'll get away without anybody uh, doing, lifting a finger to you, much less uh, the cops getting anywhere near you, which is not to say they don't try, but it's just too crazy on there. But they do have, they, in this case, the, the, the political class in St. Paul. The people who define the standards by whom we by which we will all live, which means the people who define the standards by which people riding the green line must behave, or in the case that Fred Mello found, not behave. Uh, they, they do have some standards yet. Uh, this uh, past week, the St. Paul School Board voted to keep masks on kids because while. People riding on the train can be smoked out of their minds uh, sitting and getting hot boxed into to crowded, cold rail cars with people who are torching up. Don't want those teachers union officials having to deal with uh, even the faintest shred of ambiguity when it comes to a pandemic that is, by the way, pretty much over. Bear in mind, the district's quote director of public health and wellness Recommended. What? Dropping the mandate? The St. Paul Public Schools Director of Public Health and Wellness recommended dropping the mandate. Quote, effective 12 a.m. on uh, March 28th, uh, recommend that the, this person recommended that we move forward with the following changes. Masks are not required with low to medium community case rates in Ramsey County, said uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Longworthy, the uh, public uh, Director of Public Health and Wellness for the St. Paul Public School District, said that while presenting a slide with numbers, actual facts. Now, against this, which, by the way, is something that while I will stop a little short of calling it science, because public health is mostly a thick layer of public relations on top of a thin level of math and perhaps some science tucked in underneath somewhere underneath it all. It's like one of those Russian dolls. Can we say Russian dolls? Ukrainian dolls dolls uh that with the, the different layers, sort of like the layers of an onion that you that you, you peel. And public health is a little bit like that. The outer doll is public relations. The doll well actually over this last two years, the outer outer doll is log rolling, shaming, virtue signaling, cancellation, media manipulation, the layer inside that, public relations. The layer inside that a level of mathematics, perhaps, and at the very middle, perhaps, if you get through those other layers, a little bit of science in the middle there. Not to take anything away from public health people who do a good, diligent job, but let's be honest: the science is the least of the concerns for uh, for, for people in public health. Anyway, over the board, one of the board's members of the St. Paul Public School Board responded as follows: "Concerned, uh, and this is by the way, quoting from the Pioneer Press. Concerned board members argued about taking action." on numbers that could be delivered with a delay would be too late. And this, by the way, is just the most perfect indictment of the political class and the political process in blue cities. Quote, this is, by the way, quoting uh, Chantel Allen of the St. Paul School Board. Quote, if it was from the previous week's data we received the following Thursday and then we implement masks on Monday, we'll be implementing it from previous week's data, though, correct? Said Chantel Allen. So, The surge would be happening, basically, it would all, listen to this, the surge would quote, already be happening, we wouldn't have masks, we would find out about it on Thursday, and we would implement masks Monday, but from Tuesday or Wednesday the week before until Thursday, students would still be walking around without masks as the surge is existing. That's Chantel Allen, elected public school board member in the St. Paul, Minnesota. And as I had done with Fred Mello, I want to applaud Ms. Allen. Although unlike with Fred Mello, this is a sarcastic round of applause. Ms. Allen has done an admirable, admirable if completely inadvertent job of illustrating a point Kevin Williamson made in his book, The End is Near and It's Gonna Be Awesome, probably in 2014, a book I've been recommending to people ever since. And the point is, one that is well-known to any student of free markets, any student of how government actually works, to any real movement conservative. The fact that politics is the least effective possible way of getting anything that matters done, the least effective possible way of allocating scarce resources, including information, the least effective possible way of making decisions that matter. I mean... As far as making public health decisions, anything. What, what Chantel Allen has just described, try to describe that as anything but making public health decisions, reflections of the current state of political log rolling. That's all it is. Ms. Allen has pointed out very capably that if you're waiting for the political process to wend its ponderous way towards a decision, at best you're talking about wrapping the event horizon for a decision around an arbitrary political calendar, waiting for the school board to, in its ponderous politicized way to make a decision that you as parents, you as citizens, should have the information to make on your own a saint paul public school board would do uh, that that was responsible that realized the limitations of the political process let's be nice and 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 even-handed about this A, a saint paul public school board that realized the limitations of the political process would say, you know what, waiting for a school board, if, if, even if we accept the idea that masks do affect infection rates in closed quarters like schools, and that students to teachers are a common problem vector for transmitting COVID, which, by the way, statistics show they're not, with or without masks anywhere in the country, even if we accept both of those, Why not just give the parents the information they need to make their own decisions? Oh, because they don't trust you to make your own decisions, because they think you're an infant. More on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Never, never surrender. surrender.
5: It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround. Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather.
1: Learn more at surroundmsp.com. SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers.
2: something good for the vets give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country and
1: your old car can really help them so call the veterans car donation program right now for free pickup of your vehicle help the vets and help your taxes at the same time call right now 800-884-9018 800-884-9018 800-884-9018 that's 800-884-9018
0: Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff.
5: Hi, I'm Trish. is better half, and we're from Oakdale.
2: We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values.
5: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
2: I asked the station
0: several times to make sure that I understood
2: that there weren't strings attached,
0: and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing their critical thinking is stronger and they're better equipped for life
5: yeah the power of the christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults
3: send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year no strings attached for details and participating schools visit TwinCitiesTuitionS.com. that's TwinCitiesTuitionS.com.